You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm Todd Ferguson here with Jennifer Anderson, hosting Real Presence Live here at Real Presence Radio in Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, it looks like a beautiful day out today. So, all right, so this half hour is kind of us getting to know each other. And um, so we've we kind of said a little bit about what our work is like. You as a naturopath doctor and your wife as well, and, and she's also a midwife. Um, so how, how do you as uh, a naturopath doctor bring in your faith into your work sure so we're you know uh, my wife and i own the clinic so we set up the clinic and and um you know i've seen patients for many years and uh we see you know all different kinds of of people and so i think um you know at the very core though you'd hope this is true for any uh healthcare provider you know it starts with having you know, honoring the dignity of every human uh, life and every person who walks through your door and, and really, um, you know, just meeting them where they're at and encountering and respecting, you know, who they are. So I, I come with it with that context of, you know, I am Catholic. That's who I am and how I see the world and so forth. They're there for healing. Um, and, and so I kind of just bring who I am into that it's it's not a it's not a very verbalized thing for me uh, typically unless they want to go that uh, route um, I mean it's not really hidden but uh, it's not some you know it's not the topic or or why they're there per se but just in how we set up our clinic and how we uh, enter the room with who we are is is a big uh, part of that and so kind of our our clinic, we, we sort of operate on the, the kind of win-win-win principle of, you know, we see everything through the lens of making sure that all we do is good for the patient, good for the employee, and good for the clinic, because that's the vehicle for, that allows us to help uh, patients and employees. And so really having that, um, you know, uh, uh, focus on it being really for the person, the whole person, you know, we treat people, not diseases, and, and, and we really care about our patients, really care about our employees, and, and just want it, want it to be a place where people can really thrive, um, and it's a safe place where, you know, people can open up and find healing, and so it's kind of that context of, of, you know, uh, our Catholic faith that we sort of structure the clinic and bring uh, to the patient room, while at the same time, like I say, making it safe and and no, there's no in-your-face, you know, kind of uh, thing like that. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's it's so there's that. Now we do see a number of people um, of all different walks, and we always ask about faith, spirituality. Uh, some have. Uh, you know, faith, some don't, uh, some practice religion, some don't. Um, but we always ask about it because it's important. It's part of who we are, no matter what your uh, direction in life is, no matter what your current belief system is. 
that may be a significant part of your um, your life, and so we want to know about that. and And I would I would suspect you inquire into that as well. Yes, I do. Um, my my assessment with my first first day. Um, is very extensive, and I, I, I forewarn my, my clients of that, that you probably will be asked a lot more than what you're used to. And so I, I want to know whatever their walk of faith or, or not faith or, or their, their faith resume as far as their journeys. And I, I meet with a lot of um, people who have left the Catholic Church, and, and then after meeting me, they're like, oh, I didn't realize that there was somebody that would pray so much with me. <laughs> so I, I do find out where they are coming from, like you said. Um, I am a very conservative you know, Christian Catholic person. So people of all walks of life that are more on the conservative side come and see me too. Um, but I, I primarily, I, I start in prayer. I end in prayer. Um, I come from the mindset of a mind, body, and spirit. Um, so if I do my assessment and they're lacking, you know, their primary care provider, they're, they're people who look over their, their medical um, history um, along with... Um, having a spiritual director or somebody that's in their realm of their faith and then myself would be their mind body and spirit team mm-hmm. so as far as team so and so and then we were really work on balancing and finding that 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 good firm foundation and build up from that you mentioned uh, you pray uh, with your clients uh, I would suspect for a lot of them, that's kind of a new experience. Uh, how do they react to that? What's that like? <laughs> They're like, oh, my, most of them are, have happy tears or like, oh, I finally found somebody that would understand me. Um, so so often it's so separate. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, for, for me to really bring in their faith, to bring in the Holy Spirit, to invite the Holy Spirit to be with us for that hour is so powerful and so changing. And, and so many of my clients, so... Sometimes we're getting talking and we're walking into my office. They're like, oh, wait, we forgot to pray. Ah, <laughs> and then, so they're reminding great. me. So, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, the kind of uh, compartmentalization of, of our life that is promoted. In the, you know, have your, have your church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Have your work Monday through Friday. You know, you got, oh, you want to do other things, do that after work. You know, it's, it's, everything's broken up so much. But who we are is not these not a bunch of pieces right? or this integrated, integrated whole. And I, I mean, it just makes sense, right? Christ is a great healer, uh, giving forth the Holy Spirit. So why not invite that into the healing space? Well, and, and for you as well. I mean, so here is, uh, for pre-medical model, you know, we're treating, you know, the person and not mm-hmm. the disease. And that's where, you know, all the, the, the um, healing ministries before all of this separation. Mm-hmm. How did you get into becoming where you are today? Oh, wow. Yeah, long story. Uh, but the, the short uh, version is, you know, I, was in, in, I wasn't one of those that necessarily thought my entire life, oh, I want to be a doctor. Um, I'm, I'm just by nature a very curious uh, person and was interested in all kinds of different things. But um, Grew up in a family. Uh, my da- my uh, father is a family practice uh, physician, a uh, wonderful man, wonderful doctor uh, for many, uh, many, many years. And <clears throat> so I kind of was around that a little bit. Uh, it wasn't necessarily my interest, though. I went to college, um, uh, wasn't sure what I wanted to do, changed majors a number of times. 
Um, ended up with a physics and math uh, major and, and just really enjoyed physics. Uh, at the time, I was very much searching for answers. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up Christian and thought that's okay. But when I got to college, I asked all these questions that people couldn't answer. And I was asking the wrong people, of course. But uh, <laughs> um, And so I was really searching and thought, you know, I want truth. I want to find truth. And so I would take religion classes. And physics for me was a way of trying to understand more about um Truth. So I was kind of all set to go to grad school uh, for physics. Um, I had the, the the topic all nailed down, the place, the uh, you know solid state <laughs> physics with an application to space travel was my uh, going to be my <laughs> uh, thesis at uh, Montana State. And um, but I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine who was um, pre med. Uh, set to go to medical school, and we got to talking about philosophy, medicine, life, mm-hmm. and um, I kind of said, you know, if if I went that avenue, here's what I'd be interested in, and talked about some things, and he said, oh, you should be a naturopath, and I said, what? A what? <laughs> I never heard of that, and and so then my father and I looked into it, because I really respected his opinion, and uh, and and we found, okay, this is a legitimate science, and and it can really provide something that is often lacking in, in the medical world. And as I look back on my life, I realized I was always asking my dad questions about health and medicine and, and, and really had a care and concern anytime someone was sick and just, what can we do for them? What, what are you doing for them? And I had, a, I had an aunt, a great aunt, uh, who suffered with rheumatoid arthritis and, and just a beautiful person, um, Always a smile on her face, but in immense pain, uh, wheelchair bound eventually. And um, I just asked a lot of questions about that. What, you know, why, how is that, how did that come about? What's going on there? And, and, and you know, there wasn't a lot known at the time. And, and as I looked into naturopathic medicine, I came across some, uh, uh, some people who had some good experiences with rheumatoid arthritis and treating that. And it, just intrigued me, and, and so I looked into it further. And um, so that was one aspect. The other aspect was I did always feel like medicine was a bit mechanistic, a bit um, sort of divorced from the whole person. Mm-hmm. And when you go and do interviews at medical schools, they ask you, you know, why are you here? What's, what's your motivation? And how do you see practice being for you? And one of the things I mentioned was, you know, there's this big aspect of the human being that just completely not there in medicine and that is you know we're body mind and spirit mm-hmm. not just body um, <laughs> not just mine not just mine <laughs> and so that aspect you know i didn't know how i would incorporate it i can see why it's been separated when there's such variety being presented but i said well if that's part of who we are it needs to be there mm-hmm. um so for me anyway i you know before i enter a room i always say a prayer um, you know, in my head to kind of put me in the right place, help me encounter this person and, and bring, you know, goodness to their life. Um, so that, that's kind of my story. How, you know, uh, Jennifer, how did you end up being a counselor? Were you always a counselor? No, no, I've got a very varied, um, life here. So I've always wanted to help people. I never, I wasn't prepared to go to college, um, 
And so I said, I'm not going to college. And so I became a hairdresser right out of high school. Oh, really? <laughs> and, you know, all you gals, you can really tell your hairdresser all your, your secrets and everything. So, <laughs> so then what I did is then I picked up college classes and I was a very good transfer student and then ended up getting my bachelor's in psychology at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. Mm. At that time, I was already married with a small child and... And at my graduation, my our, our son was three months in the womb. So, um, and it was so, so much fun because my daughter, um, Catherine, who's now 28 and a dentist, she came with uh, me in school a lot of times in those big lecture halls. If oh, really? you can think about it, like 500 people in a class. Um, and she's, we're sitting in the front row because I'm already an older than average student. And she's drawing the, the whole cells of the body and everything like that. And so <laughs> they she, her for the class as no, well? No, and she was a really good student in her little Beauty and the Beast backpack, and uh. so she was just having a lot of fun. So so that was the, the first journey there, and I had I would was really interested in getting my PhD at University of Wisconsin. However, um, moving to Fargo changed all of that. Um, and so coming to Fargo, I was then, I had my son and my daughter, and so I was at home for, with them, and that was what God, I, I needed to do, and it was really a great opportunity for me to get closer to the Lord. Um, and and with, with that, then I was working part-time, and then I slowly then went into, at that time of my age, I'm going, oh, I think I'm just, I'm going to get my master's instead of my PhD. Um, and so I was interviewing a lot of different counselors. And I decided on the master's in social work because it was more holistic, mm. because it was integrating more of the mind, body, and spirit and really joining the client where they were. And so I, I got that my degree from the University of, of uh, North Dakota and um, UND. Yeah, <laughs> um, my, my husband and I, we have um, tickets for the bison um, football game. I was say, so. <laughs> I've seen a picture of you with a bison uniform. Yes. Is there a conflict there at all? <laughs> no. No, no, no. I and in fact, when I was at the UND, I was I was like, um, there is a conflict for me always with um, the jerseys and everything. And I said, well, do you have any jerseys that just say UND on it? Oh, <laughs> oh you must be a social work student. <laughs> so I was always um, social justice, yeah. and is always how the back of my, you know, and that social work was where um, wonderful. Um, you know, sisters and saints and everything. And so we had a lot of um, people that I studied were part of the social work movement. And they're thinking, wow, social work and counseling. So your master's is in social work, and then you go on for more clinical studies and for my tests. So it's a very broad degree, and then you can go on to that. Um, but for all of this, um, my passion, it's finally come to fruition like you. Mm -hmm. So it's always bits and pieces here and there. And so my journey was I worked at an inpatient hospital while I was in graduate school. And then I moved on to outpatient um, um, outpatient clinic. And then I moved on to opening my own private practice. But with uh, going back to the mind, body, and spirit, you know, I... I took some fun classes in, in world religions at mm. University of Wisconsin. And, you know, just like learning a foreign language, you can really appreciate your English language. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where I was um, in regards to the, the Eastern religions. Um, and 
it created a fun dialogue. So it was a very big university, and I'm talking to all of these people from all over the world and finding the commonality and finding, you know, it's like, oh, you mean Mary is mentioned in the Quran? And and so then Mm -hmm. we could discuss there or the Bhagavad Gita or the Noah's Ark. um, Noah's flood is in all over there. So it was just fascinating. But being able to practice with a mind, body, and spirit, and incorporating our faith is, it helps me focus on the true passion that why I've, I feel like I'm, I've been placed on this earth to help, help people and where they're at right now. And, and so often their, their faith is not even mentioned in some of their assessments. So hmm. don't you find that so helpful for you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. You know, we want the context of where they're coming from. Sometimes it's, it's it's very specific. They mention a certain faith, and that may have dietary in- implications. Mm-hmm. So it, yeah. it it may be that you know they they um, need things to be kosher or something like that. But um, but yeah, it's 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 more. It just opens the door and mm-hmm. acknowledges that um, that part of them. Um, you know, it's interesting listening uh, to your story. I, I found, you know, and I, I lived in Seattle for a while and, and um, you know, met lots of different kinds of people. And, and you know, once I finally um, realized Christ was true and then eventually asked, well, where is this church? And, and then became Catholic, I had all these interesting conversations with uh, non-Catholic, non-Christian uh, people and in college and 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 later, there was always this general assumption that you're Christian, so you must be ignorant. Like, you're Christian, you must not have really thought about it. Uh, there's no way you could intellectually come to terms with being a, a Christian. And their, their assumption was just, I wasn't that well learned, or I had never been exposed to other things, otherwise I probably wouldn't be a Christian. And you mentioned reading the, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, I've actually found in conversations, you know, with people that practice more Eastern uh, things, having knowledge on that, having read it, being able to talk about it, it opens a door. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, it, it, it sort of removes that barrier of they can just put me in that box of ignorant and and explain it away. Um, and I don't know. Have you experienced that, given your different life experiences? Yes, most definitely. So um, I, I'm, I'm a convert. As am I. Yep. Oh my gosh! Right, yeah. and so so uh, some of the cradle Catholics will say, "Well, you're the book smart ones," <laughs> uh, because I I truly am so grateful for for my um, upbringing with my my Lutheran family, but it was actually when I was just at such a um, desperate time in my life and just really questioning God and everything, and so it was, um, <clears throat> I was like, "Well." Who is who is right and all of this kind of stuff and so it was church history mm-hmm. and so what in the world was this Martin Luther thinking and so I was like <laughs> borrowing all these books from these pastors and from these priests and they're like what is going on and so I, I actually ate crow and I said <laughs> I am truly home I am I the full um, full everything for for the faith and so I, I joined the the church um, in 1990 okay. while living in Warroad Minnesota and it was the little um, log cabin church and then we went to the cathedral in crookston so how oh. about your journey um yeah so i'm a convert as well also grew up lutheran um and you know grew up in a very faithful home and got a wonderful foundation mm-hmm. in in uh christianity as it is lived out um, yes yes the 
uh, on the intellectual side, like I said, eventually I came, ran into a number of questions and inconsistencies that uh, I couldn't really come to terms with. So I would say in college, I was more of an agnostic. Mm-hmm. I'd like to believe in God. Uh, that would be great if I could, if I could believe in that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd pray the agnostic's prayer, God, if you exist, <laughs> show me the way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, just uh, a lot of conversations with a lot of people. Um, but yeah, the, the sort of, uh, you know, the, so there are many good things about my childhood, but the, the kind of Lutheran explanation of Christianity just didn't, um, you know, it, it just didn't make sense to me and I couldn't come to terms with that. Yeah, it's, you know, it's so sad how broken and watered down and, you know, people would get mad and they'd start a new church and, and perhaps, and like Kathy, I had a had a dream too where we all came together during this COVID crisis and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the commonality, I mean, that we're all beloved daughters and, and sons of Christ and that um, just loving each other and working together and not bickering yeah. and fighting, you see this division so much. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, our Lutheran brothers are, are wonderful and our Lutheran sisters are wonderful and you know, you meet so many people that are honest about their faith. Mm-hmm. When we get into kind of the nuances and the differences, I think that's really important. Uh, but people need to understand it's, it's, you know, it's not that we're not respecting them as a person. It's true. There's this thing called truth and, and we should all be pursuing it and be willing to have open and honest and respectful conversations that because we're all searching for the same thing, you know, and I, when I sit down with someone who's a Lutheran who's really uh, passionate about their faith, they love God and mm-hmm. they want to know Him and they want to live as He has told us to. They have sort of a different understanding, but that we can come into that conversation and say, let's search for the truth because we're both after the same thing. Yes. Show me how to live, Lord. Show me how to love you. We can we can all learn from each other. And that's what's, what's so great is that we don't have to know it all. And that's where so many of my <laughs> clients have anxiety and they're like, well, I, I just um, can't solve. I go, can you cure COVID? I mean, so, <laughs> um, and so we all have our gifts, our, our own charisms. And so together we can be um, working together as, in much whole, it, all for the love of God. I, it, it also brings to mind... Um, just how divided, you know, major schisms in our history, mm-hmm. you know, and we can learn from that so we don't repeat it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so I don't know about you, but I've been reading Revelation, mm. and which is drives me crazy. But I mean, just all this whole COVID stuff. And so it's like, well, okay, I work towards keeping myself with God. I follow what the CDC and everybody else and all my contracts with my insurances, you know, mm-hmm. and so that's all that I, I do. And so with having my, um, with COVID and all of this stress here, that God is in charge. Mm-hmm. God has the plan and we don't understand everything, but I'm just going to keep my my nose to, to prayer and to following Him. And that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much uncertainty right now, and I'm sure you've seen uh, a lot of stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. um, you know, challenging times, and, and actually we'll be um, talking. Uh, talking about that at 1030 yeah. uh, with our guests to talk about anxiety and stress during uh, this time. But, I, you know, it, it, it has that also effect of refocusing our lives 
to say what is important, what is life really about, and you know, it's so easy to get caught up in the day to day that we kind of forget about those bigger questions. And something like this comes along that really makes us step back for a moment and say, you know, oh, I'm scared, I'm nervous. Why? What's going on? What is life all about? And mm-hmm. and and so it can really have. It's an opportunity for us to grow in our faith and really reconnect with with God and and realize, well, we're called to do many wonderful things on this earth. This isn't the stopping point. We're also called beyond this earth to uh, live a life in heaven and and to trust in that and and believe in that. Um, the uh, you know, I, I watched recently a, a movie about. Um, St. Damien of uh, Molokai, mm. and it uh, seemed relevant for the times, you know, the people were sick and suffering, and instead of running away from that, he ran into it, and just the ministry of of really uh, encountering the sick and, and you know, being there for them, no matter what they're, they're struggling with, um, you know, is just always needed, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, and yet he ran into so many problems <laughs> with that, but it wasn't about him. And I remember one line he said, you know, because you know, people just thought, oh, this is crazy. Aren't you worried about this? And, and he said, you know, God will protect me for as long as he, you know, feels mm-hmm. is appropriate for me to be on this world, in this world and do whatever it is he wants me to do. And, and when my time comes, it'll come. You know, mm-hmm. he just had this sort of simple, profound faith in I'm working for the Lord, and He'll take care of it, and it'll be okay. Yep. You know, and having, there's a beginning and this end on this earth, but our goal is to get to heaven. And all of this stuff here, we may not be able to solve all problems, and to know that we won't be able to solve all problems, and to give it to God. I, I always recommend the Mary Undoer of Knots Novena, the Surrender Novena. Jesus, I trust in you is just kind of my, you know, if in doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and and just just focusing our ourself on on the Lord. And the big thing here is God is love, and we just love our brothers and sisters here on this earth. Um, but we're only human, and Satan is trying to get in and laughing too much, and we're just. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I rebuke you, Satan, and and that's what I just keep saying. Yeah, fix your eyes on Jesus. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, <clears throat> I read something from Peter Kraft uh, the other day where he said he came to a revelation when he was younger uh, that Christianity is simple. You you love God and love what God loves and love how God loves and. Mm. Uh, I like those kind of keep it simple. Like you said, Jesus, I trust in you. If if that's there, it's a request. It's a it's a statement of faith. Um, repeat that throughout the day, and then you can practice praying always and allow it to guide your life and your your work and and your interactions with your family. Um, you know that that can just be our our prayer. Um, and our focus and how we get through these times and, and you know, say it with others. We trust in you mm-hmm. um, because we're really made for community and made for each other, just like God is a community. Um, so we really got to reach out to those who are struggling and stressed and just say, you know, I'm here with you. I'll pray for you. Um, but uh, going to break here, we'll be back in a little bit. All right. 